Okay. Hello, hello, and welcome to Divine Gossip. Today, I have a very, very wonderful special guest that I just met myself, Barbara With, who, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a psychic channel, right? Yes. Wow. That's really freaking cool. I... Do you not have, do you have any social media? Because first of all, I love that if you don't. I do. I have, um, uh, I have a lot of different stuff. Uh, my main conversational page is Facebook at Barbara. Wood. Oh, okay. I also have Einstein in the party and then the, the psychic sorority Facebook pages. Okay. And then I have an X account with the psychic sorority, Barbara within the psychic sorority and, a. Instagram account. And- Yay, cool. Okay, I'll link all of that because I want everyone to find you. Can you give us a rundown of who you are, what you do, all that? Yes. Okay. I am uh, a, a psychic channel. I've been doing channeling officially like that since 1987 when I started to automatic write. Mm. And but before that, I was a musician, and I still am a musician, but I started writing music very young when I was 12. Mm. And by the time I got out uh, of high school, I had a couple sets of original material, and I went out on the road. So yeah. that was my first uh, and only thing I ever wanted to do was to be a rock star. And, mm. uh, but so I saw a channel when I was young in high school, just out of curiosity of a friend, I wasn't looking for anything. He just said, come see what my mom does. And it's like 1969, right? So it's even before there's anything you can bring to record with, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, So I knew what was happening when I started to automatic write in 1987, Mm -hmm. but it was still sort of shocking to me. And she always just said she was like a giant antenna. Mm. Like she just would pick up your information and be able to talk to your mind. And she never remembered what she said, but it was always so loving and self-loving. And I mean, there was predictions in it, but it was really more about ways to, um, to live a better life, to thrive and to self-love. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was sort of my background. And then I wanted to do groups one mm-hmm. time. I wanted, what would it, what would it, this voice say? And uh, I couldn't find anybody. But then lo and behold, very synchronistically, Teresa came and then Kimberly came. And well, a lot of women came and suddenly I had my group. So I started doing that in 1993. The three okay. of us began to organize these groups. And in the groups, they asked, who are you? And they said, you can call us angels. Love that. And we decided it was okay. You know, we didn't really know what that meant, truly. Yeah, yeah. But but what they were telling us was so divine is how we felt about it. So, mm-hmm. so we put out our diaries in 1997. We published our book diaries of a psychic sorority talking with the angels how all of this started and what the whole thing was was that these angels said well we have this revolutionary process that we need people to test for us humans who actually have conflict because what we're telling you is a revolutionary process for world peace one person at a time each person starting with themselves 
Mm -hmm. people who have conflict to test it to see if it really does what we think it's going to do okay and so the three of us now of course all these many years later 30 plus years later we often go you know what were we thinking what did we think was gonna happen or what you know it's just so (laughs) it's just so amazing now when i look back on it especially after all these years but yeah um, so uh we, I got invited because of that book. I was invited by a, a paranormal tabloid in London. Okay. To do a one-year anniversary of Princess Di's death and the interview with her from beyond the grave. And I didn't even know what to think about it. I'd never done anything of the sort, but of course, let's just see what happens and. It was so phenomenal. The interview was, and the paper flew me out to New York and interviewed me and they didn't want it, but. So you channeled her? Yes. Oh, wow. And it was really, I I channeled both the questions and the answers in typing form. Oh, okay. Sometimes when I channel, I close my eyes and I get out of the way and I speak. Yeah. But sometimes I also type. Okay. So I did it that way. I don't know why, but yeah, I, I get that because when I, I'm a tarot reader. So when I read tarot cards, it is a flow, you know, and I write the readings down a lot of the times because people can order like written out readings. Um, and when I'm typing and writing it, it totally flows out just like I do when I talk. So I totally get that. So for people who don't know that are listening, can you if you can explain what channeling even is. I like to break it down into something real simple, like away from just what we're talking about and into the like more, for example, music. Okay. Music is channeling. I used to describe when I was 12 years old, I said, I feel like I'm going into outer space, Mm. listening for a song that's already written. And I hear it like eight bars at a time. Mm-hmm. And then I have to come back into here and make it into words and melody and rhythm and all that stuff. So that's channeling. Mm-hmm. It's like going into the nothing and pulling something out of it and making form or or function of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I've listened to a scientist talk about doing math. Brian Green, he's a string theorist. And he describes it just like that. Like I go into the nothing and I listen for the something and I translate it into the, so we all do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that was my next question is I used to know a channel and she channeled what's called the arc nine, the Arcturians, the, and ET extraterrestrial aliens is when she called them the Arcturians and the arc nine and they would come into her body and she would speak as them, like her voice would change for sure. And her face would kind of change a little bit. And I saw this in person and I've always wondered if anyone can do that. Can anyone channel? Well, I think technically, you know, just like, can anyone sing? Well, anybody who can make noise here can sing. Yeah. Uh, why some people have a pension for it, I don't know. Like, people used to say, well, you're just such a natural musician. It's like, no, 
it's because I had this passion when I was four years old to climb up onto the piano and start to teach myself and then I couldn't play enough and if you had played this much yeah you know, you yeah have but why you weren't drawn to it either but go back to the arterius um I just was part of the arteria arterius society which is the same idea that oh these extraterrestrials who came to this guy named George King in 1954 and told him he was going to be the channel for this interplanetary parliament. Oh, and there's wow. a whole society called the Ethereum Society around the world. Oh, based wow. on this. And when I landed, I'm in the UK right now. And I just got here in, in the end of January. And when I landed, I met this woman I'd been on her podcast, Deborah Little Boy. And she came up and it was Dr. King's birthday. So I was part of the ceremony. I got to go see the temple where he channeled Jesus. And then they had this incredible ceremony for him. So I just think it's so uh, wonderfully synchronistic that you mentioned the Arterius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's so cool that, well, I guess my next question would be, so you channel Albert Einstein, right? How did that come to be? Tell us that story. Well, after I did the interview with Princess Di and my agent and I, I was in New York and they didn't want it. And so we, she said, well, maybe there's other famous dead people mm. who want to talk. Yes. It's like, okay. So we made this list and, you know, Kurt Cobain and, and Gandhi and we were just throwing everything on the wall to see what yeah. and I'd go to them and I'd say you know and they'd go no or here's why or, and then somebody would say yes so the next one was Nicole Brown Simpson okay it was OJ's murdered wife yes and then you know we went through it and then it was I think Johnny Versace I don't know if you mm -hmm. remember that he was a fashion designer who was murdered yeah. it was really good friends of Princess Di mm. and uh and then John Kennedy and John Kennedy said to us, you don't have to be thinking up people anymore. We're a group, we're a party, there's 12 of us. And we've prepared this manuscript for you. And we each are having a different section of culture and, you know, he oh, wow. was all about politics and Jackie was about publishing and uh, Freud was about psychology and, Anwar Sadat was about disarmament and, you know, so they all had a piece of culture. Yeah. And, and then he said, so next is Albert Einstein. Wow. And I wouldn't have thought of it. I don't think he was on our list, frankly. And I mean, who doesn't love the idea of Einstein, but I was never any big Einstein freak or I'm, I'm you know, like, I yeah. wasn't in science or math or anything. So <laughs> but when I decided to channel him, it was, I decided to, to speak him and not type him. And as soon as I started to speak, I realized this was the voice of what I channel. Oh. This is it, this is the voice. And wow. what's interesting is I had this weird little accent that I couldn't ever reproduce if I wasn't channeling. People mm. used to tease me about when I tried to, I just couldn't do it. And one day before I even thought about Einstein, I heard this voice on the television 
I thought that is the that's that accent. What is it? And she turned out to be Yiddish. Okay. So if you go listen to sort of a Lydia Schilt, so that's what his voice when I was channeling him had. But that voice went so far back from my whole life, from music, from my first when I spontaneously automatic wrote. Wow. Um, so I became enamored because of that. Yeah. And then I decided in 2005 that I would do a little tribute to him because it was the 100 year anniversary of e Equals MC Squared. Oh, okay. So I was living in Charleston at the time and I did several channels, group channels, and I sat down to edit it and I had no idea what he was going to say, what, what it was, had, didn't, you know, it's not preconceived, I just channel. Yeah. But what it turned out to be was he was delivering to me a unified field theory just something that he couldn't do in while well, he was alive and what that basically means for people is that they're still trying to find the theory that works on the very small in the same way it works on the very large nobody's really gotten there yet okay so from afterlife he's decided he's going to deliver me this unified field theory and in that unified field theory is what he called the map of human consciousness so it's a very simple diagram sort of of these parts of us, these three human dimensions, and instructions on how to align them to what he says is compassion, with a capital C, which he says is the fifth fundamental force of the universe, compassion, with huh. a capital C. The equivalent, I suppose, of God, but uh, the way that he defines it and describes it. So he's delivering all this, and I'm blown away by the scientific definitions of compassion that are quantifiable and talking diagrams, you know, and um, yeah. And so that book yeah. me all over the world, teaching and training, conflict revolution, channeling Einstein, and, and so, then I put out sort of just the last one, the definitive Einstein et al., which is all the pictures, the complete walkthrough of the unified field theory, the maps of human consciousness, and then how to do conflict revolution. Wow. Wow. Okay. So uh, why Einstein, do you think? Do you think you guys have some kind of connection? I imagine we have had to. I mean, they yeah. said in the beginning that the psychic sorority, me and Kim and Teresa, that we volunteered and were chosen right. to start this mission. Yeah, I think that if you look at the idea that when we die, whatever we're attached to emotionally, we bring that attachment with us into the afterlife and then it becomes a part of what makes us have to come back and have another life together. Okay, know, yeah, yeah. Right to ask each other. So, what Einstein and and many of the people actually in Party of Twelve, and the actual people who had been alive, Marilyn Monroe, she was a peace activist. Yeah. Um, Anwar Sadat, he got the peace prize, you know. So, so they all had this attachment to somehow making the world a better place. And Einstein, especially because of his equals MC squared mm -hmm. that led to nuclear weapons he didn't make that happen he wouldn't have 
held back the formula. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, and also that in his life, he had these conversations like with Freud, they had these conversations written back and forth that were published about how do we stop war? Yeah. So what they've done to do this step by step instructions for world peace, one person at a time tested on us is the microcosm. And we found out, oh yeah, it works. Not only does it work, but it has this miraculous effect on how matter manifests. Because you know, as within, if we resolve these conflicts, mm. the natural manifestation will reflect without us. So, oh wow, um, there's all that that goes on. So it's just, yeah. Do you, so you guys have tested all of this. And you've yes. seen it work. Yes. And wow. in fact, the very first fight that we had is documented in our book. We, it's called the Green Shirt Day. And we laugh because it just, <laughs> we meticulously documented the first time. Now, I had not known these women before. They were referrals to me as clients. Okay. They were best friends to each other. Okay. And had met in, in Lamaze class. Okay. And had kids together. So, we didn't really even know each other and we're having all this tension and oh, we can't get out of it and it's starting to escalate right well you 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 did this and you did this and this and this. i was like we had just channeled it was called conflict resolution at the time but what it said was i said let me go get the transcript and let's do what they told us they were we should do and yeah it was like okay <laughs> so, you know, i read if you're involved in the conflict your root of your part of it is within you. Yeah. And it was that simple of a reminder to us. And we all just stopped. And I think we started crying mm -hmm. and I could come back to the table and go, okay, yeah, here's what I can do better. Yeah. And Kim could do the same. And, and it just shifted everything in ways that were deeper than just happened at that table. Mm -hmm. Like the, the shift was so profound of how we came, re resolved it. And we were so inspired by it that we just, I don't know, we became addicted to seeing how it would work. But yeah, yeah it was hard work to be having conflicts together, oh, yeah. triggering each other. And then we have to kind of step aside and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So it was really a phenomenal uh, and it's gone on for a long time, but I started training it officially in 1999 as a workshop okay. facilitation as a personal empowerment, anger management, um, a lot of different things and uh, workshops of my own training it ever since. And it's evolved from okay. simple to now yeah. the unified field theory. So, wow. Exciting work. So I get this a lot being a spiritual person entrepreneur and doing this work I get a lot of you're just crazy and you're making it up how do you deal with people just thinking you're crazy and making it all up I think as I've evolved through the learning curve that mm -hmm. we all have to go through those of us who have these intuitive arts we have to go through times where people are going to think we're crazy and that we're, we think we're crazy. And yeah. ultimately that it would, and especially the work that I do is that it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. If that is the trigger, then that's my thing thinking I'm crazy. Mm. 
And I can tell you, it's, it took me a long time. It took me a long time to go from being an antenna and working with sound. That was what, when I was automatic writing and I said, well, who are you? And they said, well, we're sound. Yeah. I was like, fine, that's fine. I, I like that. Two angels, <laughs> you know, that was crazy to me. And then this and this and this and this, and now we're going into, you know, dead people. Okay. And then famous dead people. I mean, it yeah. took me a long time. So the more that we find that acceptance in ourselves, and, and sometimes like for me anyway, right now, it's a, it's time has come. Yeah. So when you get to that place where your time has come, it all, it all, you're just so grateful for yeah. every last moment you had of doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you channel dead people would you call yourself a medium then i i i don't think i actually can call myself okay. a medium i've been going to uh these spirit while i'm in the uk i'm on this world peace tour and i've been going to these spiritualist churches which are many here in the uk and they have some brilliant really what you would call a medium yeah that sits at the front of the church and says, can I get, can I come to you? Now your uncle Frank <laughs> says yeah. he misses his green socks with his pink shoe, you know? Yeah. That's sort of one level I think of as mediums. Yeah. They're actually just telling you story. And while I, I have been able to do it, I've had instances where I've been able to go, hey, do you have a blah, blah, blah? Well, here's what's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I feel like my energy has been focused on something that has a different, just a different focus. It's bigger. It's it is bigger. It's like you wouldn't ask Einstein, like, well, where did I leave my watch? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. You want to know the secrets of the universe. You don't necessarily want to know, you know, is your boyfriend coming back? But um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my next question is, and I get this as a lot because I am a psychic medium. So I talk to people's passed away loved ones and I get that evidence like, oh, did they die this way? Did they, you know? And I also believe in reincarnation. And people ask me this question all the time of like, how can you? talk to a passed away person but then think they reincarnated like if you're talking to the spirit doesn't that mean they didn't reincarnate so what is your opinion on all of that like reincarnation and stuff well uh in in our models just to start off with with the unified field theory we call them concurrent lives mm -hmm. so because they're going on at the same time they're just energetically it's yes. almost like if you look at the center of the planet where the where the source is Mm -hmm. This gravitational wave is coming out and it's coming to the surface of the planet. Where you are, where are you in the world? On the East Coast? Yeah, I'm in Virginia on the East Coast. Okay. And then, you know, it's creating your physical body and the lens of the physical world that you're having and the st string spins back around. So this is spinning and your body is here. Well, over here, there's a different string still it's in, in the root of who you are, but it's spinning over here and it's going up to Ireland and it's 900 and it's a different DNA space time body, but that string spins back around. Mm. So now you have sort of this, it almost looks like one of those infinity symbols of energy 
of yeah. how we can pull up those past lives into uh, bleeding through whatever, however you describe whatever that is that you're yeah. feeling those lives. That's sort of how it happens. But um, I just want to tell you a quick story about uh, one of when I really started to channel in 1987, I just lost a very dear friend of mine. Uh, he was an English teacher that was my mentor and he passed away early of cancer. And I thought I could hear him after he died. Like I thought I heard him talking in my ear. Mm -hmm. and it turned out that was sort of when I started to channel. And so I started to talk to him. And in 1994, I was doing this big channeling session and he said, uh, I'm coming back. I'm oh. reincarnating. And I said, don't look at me. Cause I was at that time, <laughs> could have been, yeah. but didn't yeah. want to be. <laughs> no, don't look at me. So he did end up coming in as his son's um, daughter. Okay. Faith. And she knows, she knows that she is her own grandpa, but it forced me to reconcile what does this mean? And the answer came, well, first of all, it's also mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But the answer really came in the, in the sense that it's like seeding. It's like my past life seeds the, this life. Oh, okay. And it's a, you know, it needs this component to needs the, whatever, however many three component it needs from the mother and the father and then the soul seed and so that there makes, isn't complete a, a absorption into it that makes a lot of sense okay yeah and and what you were saying about kind of like the infinity symbol do you just mean like time isn't linear it's not like oh just one wave of time it can all happen at once because the time that we talk about, you know, when it's, I was 20 minutes late or whatever, <laughs> yeah. is, is a product of this lens that's yeah. sitting on the surface of the earth that we're having this, and we have to, and the lens is just a time space-based reality that we have. Yeah. But outside that, uh, in that other, the spinning string that's going in through the, into the source and then up to the planet and creating this and spinning back down again and going up again, this is spinning at the speed of light squared and, and time is a construct of, of, yeah. of that part of the fun of the operating system. Okay. Have you ever got into reading cards? You yes. have, how was yes. that? Well, that was the, the, that was the gateway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I had been, um, I think it was probably about 1978 yes because I was playing a gig and there was a woman sitting behind me talking about how look her spirit is you know traveling up to the ceiling as she's singing <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah I mean that that was totally I could understand that but that somebody was seeing that and commenting on it and she was a card reader Okay. So she read my cards and we recorded them. By then we had little flat tape recorders we could. And uh, I listened to it later on when I had this terrible disappointment. I went to this big contest and I lost, you know. And mm -hmm. So I popped it in on the way home and it was like she was sitting in the car with me. Yeah. So then I had to get 
tarot cards. And here's the quick funny story. My sister Sandy gave me this deck that I still have in 1978, this deck of Aquarian, the Aquarian deck. Okay. And at some time along the way, I think it was probably about 1972, I'd been reading cards obsessively, just reading them and I'd write them down and then I'd study what happened and what I thought, you know how it is. You're just like, what, what, what? Yep. And um, I was, but I was, had broken up with this guy and I was like, no, please tell me we're not going to, and the cards were always like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. And then one time they said, yes. And I took the whole deck and I threw them. I was in the fourth floor of a, on a really steep hill, sort of San Francisco style steep. And I threw the whole deck out the window because I was so pissed. It's like, don't, yeah. don't screw with me. And my <laughs> friend went and picked up every single card. Oh, I love that. And Dex yes, we did get back together. <laughs> oh, <we> yeah. <laughs> Decks have their own personalities, man. It is really crazy. Isn't it? I mean, they are. It's yeah. Just... Um, I have a question. So when you, since you are a channel and you are constantly like, well, maybe I'm wrong, but you're channeling like up here right like it's coming down and kind of into your body does that make sense like where how does it come into you i feel it's the other way oh yeah because in in the model that i'm living in mm -hmm. the center the very source of everything the void uh the nothingness the whatever is in the center of the earth mm -hmm. and from there there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on, but there's this gravitational wave that's going to be me yeah. working its way to the surface. And then here I am in the body and I'm projecting and perceiving and the wave keeps going. Yep. So when Einstein wants to talk, he rides that wave. Okay. He has still his wave. He doesn't have a physical body and he doesn't want one right now because it's so much more fun and <laughs> accessible to do stuff this way. Yeah. But that's how, so when I, when I closed my eyes and the first time I ever spoke to, it was that way where I, I didn't even know what to think was going to happen if, you know, in this experiment, I'm, I'm going to speak, but I am a singer, you know, it doesn't, it's not so yeah, it was like a, a wave coming from the center of the earth up through me and up into the heavens. And then I could step out of the way, get my mind. Mm -hmm. I, I see my ego because my ego was saying, well, really, Barb? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So I shrunk it down into this little tiny symbol of a, sitting in a rocking chair and put it like way down over here. So I it could love still that. go on. Yeah. But it was just really far away. <laughs> yeah. And then I would listen. And so it made space for, to hear. Wow. Yeah. Whatever it was supposed to be coming I was just teaching one of my clients like because I teach my clients how to do mediumship themselves and I teach them like when they're speaking to a spirit and they hear their ego coming in trying to make sense logical sense of it instead of listening to their intuition to literally push it to the side and let it sit over here so that's crazy you said that because it makes so much sense to me um when you channel do you find it hard to stay grounded in who you are because you constantly have other people speaking through you, if that makes sense? Um, I think that my life 
was constructed to be uh, dissociative. Mm. I came from a family that was very destructive and abusive. And yep. it was a, a, a blessing in that it gave me that experience, that non-physical experience. So I think that I, in my life, whatever this that I'm doing was first and foremost to heal me. And so I went through many years and someday I'll write a book on the, on the psychology of healing from these uh, dissociative personalities mm. and, and, and a whole lifetime of what that is and how long it took me. Now, I just turned 69 two days ago. Thank you. And okay. it's taken me 60, I would say 66 years, 67 years until I got to a place where I don't feel like I'm not just siphoning through, whether it's my personalities or it's they've used me. I've certainly allowed myself to be used by many voices coming in from the other side. Yeah. Um, and I feel now that I'm, I've created this seamless relationship that because I take such great care of myself, that not much bad can happen to me good I love yeah and it's that's the key for us is to when we know ourselves when we have are taking responsibility for our own conflicts when we're resolving them here yes self-loving then yeah then we're in the that's all we can, that's all we can do the yeah. rest is just the manifestation of this incredible mechanism of whatever it is we are being alive right yeah so for people who are listening that want to do what you do, what would you say to them? What advice would you give them? Like if they want to channel, what would you say helps grow that gift? If anything, can you grow it? Yes, I think you can. Absolutely. I used to teach a course in how to, I didn't call it how to channel like I do, but that's what it was. And Really, because innately, if you're talking about these three human dimensions that we work with in this map, that they're like our spiritual organs, one of them right in the heart center is intuition. Mm -hmm. So we all have intuition as a part of the, like we all have a heart, we all have a kidney. Yes. Well, we don't yes. all have kidneys, but yeah. <laughs> so intuition, understanding its form and function, what it's supposed to be doing, how it functions within the emotion which is the first rudimental kind of primordial soup of creation yes. coming up to impel us to take the next most advantageous step for the good of the whole system and it gets to the intellect the intellect has the ego and it has the electromagnetic capacity to be the part of the operating system that when you your intuition says turn left it's your intellect that will either say, okay, and then make the hand grab the wheel and turn to the left, or will say, oh, I can't turn left. I have to, too much to do and I have to, and then turn to the right. Mm. So this is the part that has that power to say yes or no to basically the voice of God within us telling us <laughs> the next most advantageous step. And Einstein says, this is where all, the root of all conflicts lie. Yes between the voice of intuition telling us that and the intellect been given this power. So 
the more that we learn what does it mean to align to compassion mm -hmm. and how to get intellect into the flow of what its job really is supposed to be. We don't want to destroy it or hurt it, but it's just not in charge of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and if we can train it to do what it's supposed to do, which is to listen to what intuition is telling us, to understand how, what that means, like how does that convey? That takes a lot of study of self. What does yes. that mean? How, intuition. Now I always give people a, an assignment where I say, Pick a time where you don't have to be anywhere. Pick somewhere you don't know how to get to. And go let your intuition and see what that means. How does it feel in your body? What's going on in your head? You're listening to yourself go, well, I'll never find it. I have to do the love. What are you going to do about those voices? You know, so you have to work with yourself. Absolutely. That's the exciting part about, about it all is it's real life. I agree that learning the difference between ego the intellect and intuition is i i've always said this is the key to everything if you want to be a reader that is the key you have to understand how your intuition speaks to you in order to listen to it so i 1000% agree um i guess i i mean you kind of answered this question already but i wanted to ask like well what is the most interesting thing einstein has told you but i mean this whole thing is pretty freaking interesting <laughs> I know. I know. Is there any, have you ever um, asked him advice about like your life or did like one-on-one -on -one session with someone and he talked straight to a person, if that makes sense? Well, I think he's always talking to everybody because that's yeah. just the way that he was. And, you know, I was at this psychic fair once years ago when I was going through some really bad stuff, but my, but I was channeling everywhere and all over the world and I, but I was a mess and I went to this psychic to see if I could get, she's like, Somebody told me you channel Einstein. And I thought, why in the world would Einstein come to this rinky dink psychic fair with rocks in Cincinnati? <laughs> when I see you, I understand. Mm -hmm. This is about you and me. You know, Einstein wants to talk to everybody one on one. Mm -hmm. And it's just really exciting. And I think the thing that I'd like to tell people is that. I have been doing this obviously a long time and I have never been so excited in my whole life to meet people like you. I call you the young people. This <laughs> I was on uh, Amy's podcast the other day and she's probably, I don't know, in her mid forties, but she says, God bless you for calling me young. It's like, you are young and you're young and, and you're getting it. Everybody's getting it all the way across the board, you know, uh, the whole generations that you get it you're excited about it and i'm like the kids are all right we're on the right pathway we're doing it and i have to say you know i did a channel a big group channel a couple months ago where they were talking about when you see the results of this work you can't go at something like you can't look at how many people died in the middle east now I'm going to do this work and that's going to change. You can't do it kind of like that. But when you do it, they sell, they tell us, pay attention. Pay attention to how things are shifting. Maybe not giant size like the whole world said piece, but 
you're hearing more talk, you're seeing more people being less subsumed by propaganda, you're, you're having more truth come out, you're seeing more things that should be defeated. Yes, you know, greedy stuff, like getting exposed and you see, so that's what I'm seeing. And my job, I feel like is to help people learn how this propaganda is keeping them in this because uh, the propaganda in our heads, you know, yes. they tell us we can't do this. Or, you know, you're just crazy. You're just making this all up. How we free ourselves. Conflict revolution has always been about that. Yeah. So now it's time has come. And uh, I'm just so excited. I'm just very excited. So me too. Yes, I get that. I get that. Um, I, who is, who's the funniest dead person you've talked to? Oh gosh. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's personal friends of mine who passed away who are hilarious, but I think Einstein might be, I was going to ask if he's funny. He, he's not just funny. But then, you know, he has this power of it because it's kind of the party, you know, it's not always just Einstein, it's the party. And right. then it, the party has grown enormously since 1998 when I first was channeling the party. So, but he himself is, he'll tease. Yeah. He, he in the beginning when we didn't know it was Einstein when he was just, you know, the angels. And he mercilessly teased Kim about, <laughs> well, how come, you know, he said, she said, well, who are my spirit guides? And he said, you have, you have a mummy. And she'd say, well, why does everybody else get like a living person? And they, and she, and he said, well, don't you think a mummy at one time was a living person? <laughs> <laughs> What's my blind spot? Well, you'll never see your blind spot. Well, <laughs> Oh, that's anyway. funny. I love that. So he, so he's told you guys confirm that we all have spirit guides. Yeah. Oh, love okay. that. Okay. Does everyone have at least one? It, it, there's just really a whole host of okay. guidance available, but yes. yes, there's always a, and what's interesting is that if you get into the kind of the side, the unified field theory of things. Yeah. And uh, that these spirit guides sometimes are just the bigger part of us. Yes. Yeah. So I agree. you really can't not have one. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. There's always your people call you your higher self and all of that. There's always that. Um, so what are your future goals, aspirations with this work? Where, where do you want, what do you want to accomplish? Well, I am currently on a world peace tour. Oh, wow. I left, it started in July, last July 9th. And I've been uh, on the road since October 15th. I left home and I've been traveling, channeling, teaching, speaking, sometimes singing and made my way down to Georgia where my associate and dear friend Debbie lives. And I just flew out of there to the UK. So I'm in the UK till mid April. I'm traveling around and visiting spiritualist churches. I'm getting my work to 
people here that I want to, uh, a, a man named David Ike. I'd like to get him some of my work. I'd love to get something to Russell Brand and continue to elevate these talks about, because uh, what I say is I'm looking for the participation of the willing. So you have yeah. to be willing to want to do this thought experiment. Yeah. To take part in a worldwide nonviolent action to end the age of war. Mm. The idea is using conflict revolution, we first we go inside ourselves and we we route out the us versus them mentality that goes on between generally the intuition and the intellect. Yes. And we align everything to compassion and then quite naturally the, the it begins to manifest in mm. ways that we couldn't go at if we went right into the arena, you know, trying to get our sister-in-law to sit down at the table and have a conversation. It's like, let's look at the, our sister-in-law in the mirror and take it in here and see where it's here and then do it here. And then that naturally changes. Mm. People naturally shift. Either they disappear or they rise to the occasion or something shifts. So that's what I'm doing. And like I said, I just turned 69 and I have, if I'm as old as my mother or father, they both live to be in their upper nineties. I've got a bunch of time ahead, but this is the beginning. And so far I'm just overwhelmed at how great everything is going and looking forward to what's going to unfold as I move ahead and just continue to do this wherever I'm called. Yeah. I mean, you're incredible. I'm so excited to see where you where you go. Um, I it's interesting you say that because me and my mom are having fights all the time right now, and I'm currently not speaking to her because we hurt each other so bad, you know. And that family drama. You're not the first person who's told me look inward first, and then everything will you know shift accordingly. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Dr. Sue Mortar with the energy codes. Look, I haven't. I'll email you her stuff because she literally has the same exact, she's has the same exact message as you, as it's all about your energy inside. And when you look and shift that inwards, it all, you know, makes sense outwards. And I was just thinking that because when you said sit your sister-in-law at the table and have a conversation, that's what we keep trying to do. And it's just not working. Um, so thank you for that message. It makes a lot of sense. Well, and conflict revolution, what I love, love, love about it is that even though it's some of the hardest work to do, yes. you don't want to admit that you're like the worst of the things that you're sitting here focused on your mother about. You don't want to admit it where our ego is going to kick and scream and say, no, I'm not this or that. But this, the formula is simple. Is it really, you know, your mind will go on and on and on and explain a bunch of things about what your mother does. Mm -hmm. But if you boil it down and get it into a couple sound bites, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm just making this up. You know, she doesn't respect my time and she uh, doesn't really have any empathy for my physical condition. Those were a couple sound bites I had. Those are that's my work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's so simple. And what's cool is that what I can see is your mother and you both being able to do conflict revolution to go, wait a minute, let's try this. Let's just try to see, because I have the, the, my last, actually the last book that I published was conflict revolution, the workbook. 
And it's a parboiled down version of just doing conflict revolution without the unified field theory and the maps of human. I mean, they're in there, but it's a much simpler way to just tackle it, understand the different components of how we're going to deal with emotion differently, why we don't want emotion to marry to thought, you know, because that's part of what makes reality, right? When an emotion comes up and marries to a thought and we project it. Yes. Give it. I see when we do it, we each take it and we do it. We're now it's all about you. And then your mom, it's all about her, right? So it still gets to be all about each your, yourselves yeah without being that. about each other yeah That'd be a great experiment i would i would challenge you and your mother i'll 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 give you the books okay okay I'll send you the books and you guys do it i would love that i was just about to say i need to freaking read your books because they sound <laughs> incredible oh my gosh how many books do you have uh i have um six okay of, wow of this in this library i have other books that aren't pertinent to these spiritual things but um gotcha okay cool well thank you so much for all of this amazing information where can people find you and hear your voice again barbarawith.com and then also synergy alliance llc that's really the big big website that has everything barbara with is more I'm just right now putting up a new column or a new blog on, on barbarawith.com about break. It's called breaking formation mm. and how we can break out of the propaganda that's been rained down upon us in this day and age that we live in. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been so amazing. You are full jam-packed of so much wisdom I could listen to you talk all day really oh well thank you so much and thanks for having me and have me back of course yes and stay in touch okay I will I'll find you on Facebook I I for some reason thought you had no social media and I don't know why I thought that but huh. thank god no. you do yeah Barbara okay. with on uh on Facebook okay I'll link everything in the show notes and thank you all for listening. Please go find Barbara immediately on everything and connect with her and say thank you. Um, okay, bye guys. Thank you.